0: Welcome to the Enlighten Up! Podcast. I'm Lisa Watson, and we'll be joined by my co-hosts Nicole Froelich and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up! Podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Lighten Up is a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes, or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop, where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump
1: right into the episode. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast and happy new year to you all. It is now officially 2020, the year of perfect vision. And Lisa and Brian and I are here today to discuss, you know, some of the big changes that happened in uh, 2019 and also what we're feeling is coming through for 2020, Brian, you had a, a really big year, a very transformational year. You are now clay, as you say.
2: Well, definitely the last month.
1: Hmm.
2: Definitely, definitely the, the, the last month. I've started changing a lot and looking inward more, but, uh, but you guys have slowly been eroding away at my persona. And maybe I don't know just if
1: we'd use the word eroding. <laughs> wearing,
2: wearing down on me. <laughs> um I have to say one thing before we before we go to too much further. This is very important. Today we are recording this podcast on December twenty eighth, and I just have to say one thing.
0: Go tigers.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Someone's an LSU fan. He's very
1: excited today. I apologize for anyone who was wearing earbuds during that.
2: Well, we can duck it and make it not as loud, but I just had to say that. Um I yeah I don't know this working with working with Jessica, living with somebody that works with Jessica being around we've had a house guest you know almost continuously for 2 months who works with Jess um working the, on her website the,
0: and all the material that goes into it
2: the 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 things that you talk about Nicole it's all i mean it's all the same it's all looking at yourself, finding the shadows, um, the idea of manifestation, being in control of your own destiny, you know, all these things that we have been talking about for years on this, on the podcast. Um, And, you know, the idea of me as as a skeptic, and i you know i i I think about that word and what it means and it's probably not the right word because it's and and maybe this is what skeptic means i just wasn't ready to hear it um i've been reading some books lately i just i just when I say read books, I, I guess I'm kind of doing air quotes around the word read books because I, I use this app called Blinkist, which takes a lot of books and writes it into something that you can read the entire book. They they basically paraphrase the entire book so you can read it in about 15 to 20 minutes. Um anyway, of a book. Yeah, it's like a summary of a book. But... Um, I've actually read the blanks of books that I know well, and it's a, they do a pretty good job. Anyway, um, Deepak Chopra apparently just came out with a, a new book called Metahuman, and I just I just read read through that, and I remember when I was previously married, my ex wife was into. I it might come as a surprise given what she's putting me through, but she's. Theoretically into personal development and spirituality. I know, right? Um, we, all,
1: we all learn at our own pace.
2: Yeah. Hashtag fail. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, I, I remember f- seeing, you know, I know who Deepak Chopra is and f- seeing his books and n- not being at all remotely interested in picking something up or the idea of personal development, you know, is. Ha ha, you know, I don't need that. Um. So the word skeptic, and I, and I kind of, you know, think of Michael as well. You know, it's being a skeptic on this show, I think, was more me not being open or ready to hear the message. And reflecting that what we're all programmed with you know we all mostly grew up with the same programs in terms of what society wants us to believe and think and feel because that's why we're all the same until you until you break free from those Change of that programming. We're all the same, and we have conditioned responses.
1: Well, it's interesting because you, at the beginning, like when we were talking, when we brought about, you know, being programmed and all that kind of stuff, and you were like, "Oh, I'm not programmed." And right, it's it's interesting, right? Because we, you, it's so subtle. It's so hard for people who have never really just like looked into it or opened their minds to the idea of it, and you know, it always seems like it's just such a completely nefarious thing, but it's not necessarily a nefarious thing. I mean, it can be, but it's so subtle in just the way we're conditioned. And so how do you look at that now versus what you used to look at my, like that idea of programming?
2: Well, you know, I, when we first talked about it, when it was first introduced to me and, um, and I, and I think it's just the way the words were first heard by me. And I don't I don't make the distinction between how it was said by you two and how it was heard by me. I heard computer program. I heard that we were computers and that we were in a simulation and that was a hang-up, You know, I, I, I don't, and I still don't see it as, as, as that, but that's how I took it at the, at the time is that, Oh, we're just in a computer and you know, Somebody's playing a video game with us and we're, you know, we're the Sims. And the more I've read and come to understand, you know, the idea of what programming is, it's just, you know, our beliefs, what we come to hear over and over and over and over again, you know, as we're kids and we're living in a house and we continually hear our parents say, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. Money doesn't grow on trees. Whatever the the message is that you grow up learning as an adult, that's how you look at that thing. Um, and, you know, brainwashing is probably a better word than programming but it's how we're how we're conditioned, and and just coming to to understand it more. I've I've definitely had to because I didn't buy into it right away, and I just I really had to come to an understanding, and it and it finally clicked. And it wasn't it wasn't you guys, and it wasn't Jessica. Um, it was the book that I literally picked up.
0: It was a combination. Ten, ten
2: days ago, maybe uh, I started reading, or I read uh, "The Miracle Morning" by Hal Elrod, um, and he said everything, everything you guys talk about, everything Jessica talks about, but it made sense. It was written in a way that somebody like me could really understand it, and and mm. and. Break it down, and it was it was digestible, and it was like oh, it
1: spoke your, it spoke your language.
2: It really did. It really did. And I immediately the next day the the whole essence of the book is wake up an hour earlier and change your life. Change your change your life by adding an hour to your day. Wake up an hour earlier and do six things like ten minutes each. And I introduced. I said, Lisa, I think you are going to love it. And she read it. And she's like, Wow, this is great because I think a lot of us in our, in our lives have like, Oh, I'm going to try this one thing I need to read more. So I'm just going to try to read more and it's hard You do it for a while. And then, and then, and then you fail or I want to do this a little. And, and he takes like six of these things that are, that are incredibly impactful for your life's journey, meditation, saying affirmations, visualization, exercising, reading and writing. Um, and just doing each of them, 10 minutes. So it's six things, 10 minutes, an hour. And wow.
0: But it's also the mindset of setting your intention when you go to bed, setting your intention when you wake up, knowing that you're approaching your whole day based off of that intention.
2: But but really even understanding, and I know you guys have said this, and I know Jessica has, has actually said it to me. He says it in the book. And it's still kind of a mind fuck. And you don't have to believe it. That's actually the hardest thing to understand that you don't have to believe something. You just have to do something. And
1: well, that just speaks to that whole idea of like programming, right? You know, like you're reprogramming yourself through this miracle morning mind stuff that you're doing like six things a morning over an hour. You're literally reprogramming yourself. That's.
2: Wow. That's a really interesting thing you just said, because that's how the program got into your mind. You didn't believe it when you were a kid. You just did it. It was just, it was or done to you. You know, Minutes it was, a day. Mm-hmm. it was just this thing that you experienced and that you didn't buy into. And then it became your program. Wow. That wow. Nicole, that's really mind, mind opening that it's it, it it really helps me understand why you don't have to believe it because you're just going to, you're going to keep saying it. You're going to keep saying those affirmations or, you know, doing these things and it's just, it's going to change you.
0: It's yeah, how all of our limiting beliefs were programmed into us, you mm-hmm. know, taking Repet- away. Repetition. Our- repetition just our parents said it society showed it to us television showed it to us our teachers showed it to us whatever those little things were even about age and growing old and getting sick and you know not being capable of doing something you can't fly you can't do this you can't do that and over time we just literally believe it or you know speaking light language when you're a small child and being told that's not a language that doesn't make any sense this is how you speak Just over time, we buy into that stuff.
1: And you know this idea, Brian, of um, you like you know you hearing all of this information from different people, you know Lisa, myself, Jessica, maybe guests on the show, mm-hmm. other people around us, you know, hearing that same information, but it it was a book that really spoke to you, and that happens all the time where you know it's happened to me, I know it's happened to Lisa where there's things that you you just you know it you you kind of get it, you kind of understand it, but then all of a sudden it comes to you in a message in one way and it just anchors in and all of a sudden it's like, wow, the light bulb is fully on. You get it. It it's, makes complete sense. And sometimes it requires hearing it. Like they say that even in marketing, you know, like there's seven points of touch or um, interaction before anyone is willing to even buy something, you know? I mean, if you think about it in mm-hmm. the mind of were you willing to buy that kind of idea and you had to hear it from different points and then all of a sudden it shows up in a format likely, w- a lot of times, it's the least threatening format, you know, in a sense of where it feels like it's, I'm not saying that you felt us pushing stuff on you, but it came into your reality through your own volition of not even knowing it was kind of coming in, you know, like not even knowing what you were going to expect, and it just kind of comes in, and it's just like, boop, falls in your lap, and it's like, oh, wow.
2: Yeah, I wasn't, ma- you guys didn't make me, you know, it's like, oh, you, Brian, seriously, this, this is good. You need to do this. And it's, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that and that's ego. You don't push him back and saying, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this on my own.
0: And you got it from someone that you met who's completely outside of our circle. And I didn't and, I didn't, and I didn't
2: take it that way. You know, he just said, oh, I love this book. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. You know, right. he, he didn't say you need to read this book. It'll, you know, because it'll change your life and it's going to give you meaning and you're going to understand everything that you've been talking about on your podcast. It's, there's no reason I should have read the book other than he recommended another book and I loved it. So I was like, Oh, he recommended this book. So I was like, I'll check it out. Why not?
0: You know, and I think also, Brian, you have opened yourself up to asking questions, which I know is part of what Jessica has worked on you with as well as myself and the stuff that Nicole and I talk about and, And just asking your higher self to guide you and asking your higher self to lead you to where it is that you know most need to go. And how do I let go of these limiting beliefs that I have that I'm not even aware of? I don't even know what they are. And you've been asking yourself those questions. And so for a book to show up for you, to me, makes perfect sense because you got to a point where you were open for it. You allowed it and you asked it to come.
2: Uh, You know, I'll I'll tell you, I think the biggest reason is working for me and it resonates with me the thing that i have struggled with the most and this includes like when we've had a guest or there's some some sort of homework for me um, or you know all the different things that jessica you know would talk about and coach about and it's like okay you need to do this and you need to do this and it's like this laundry list of things is too overwhelming like, you have to do all of these things. And it's like, how am I supposed to find the time to do all it, to detach myself from this and draw back my energy and to say this kind of thing and to think this kind of thing. And it's like bump. And it was like, who has time to do this? And then the book was just like this little short, little game plan. It's like, it doesn't have to be hard. He even at the very end of the book says, if you have a really busy day, you can break this whole thing down into six minutes. It's like do a minute each. It's like it, it because it's just about showing up for yourself. And you guys have said that so often. It's like if if you give yourself six minutes a day of personal improvement, that's better than zero minutes a day. And that's showing up for yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Showing up. It's the it's and and an the fact that you know you're doing it first thing in the morning, you're showing up for yourself first thing, like before anything else in the day that has like a, a profoundly stronger impact on your programming than if you were to do it, you know, in the afternoon or before you go to bed. Like, you know, exactly. instead of making you a middle of the day priority or a last day priority, you're you're making yourself number one. I, I know that when I started learning the breath of life a few years ago and I was told to be doing that and to make it the first thing I do every morning, it's very similar to what you guys are doing with this miracle um thing. And it's it's so important. It ch- totally shifts your energy when you do something for yourself immediately in the day. It 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 really channels so much more in and making yourself not just a priority. When you make yourself a priority, you're saying to yourself, "I'm worth it. I'm worth being number 1 in this life." You know, like I'm not something that needs to be on the back burner. I'm not someone who may get something or may not. Like you're really speaking to your own self-worth when you show up first thing in the morning for yourself.
2: Yeah, and I th- I th- there's there's obviously something to that, and that's why he wrote the book the way that he did, and he talks about it in the book, because stuff comes up, you know? Life happens, and if you try to schedule it at any other time, there's a really good chance something's going to come up and you're going to forget to do it. I mean, it happens all the time at, you know, in day-to-day life, and this is the only thing that I have to be doing at this time. So literally cannot screw it up.
0: And the ego is really tricky when it comes to sabotaging you and, you know, tapping in to those old behaviors, those old programs come up mm-hmm. that find a way to keep you from showing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, to me, it's a way of saying, no, I, I matter and I'm going to give this gift to myself first thing every day to show myself that I matter. And having consistency and discipline is really the key. And when you think of anyone who's successful at anything they do, say an Olympic athlete or a, you know, a CEO of a company or whatever, a startup, they don't let anything get in their way. They have a plan and they stick to it. And Everyone else, the family, the friends, everything fall by the wayside. You know, if you're an Olympic athlete and you have to go train for six hours a day, you go train for six hours a day and you don't make excuses and say, oh, you know, it's okay because my mother's here and, you know, she wants to spend time with me or blah, blah, blah. You just do it.
2: Yeah, I think I'm waking up before my ego because I love to sleep. So I think, <laughs> I think waking up early, my is still yeah. sleeping.
1: Okay, <laughs> hey, I'm curious, Brian. Have you found or observed any increase in like energy or what you're able to do in a day, or just what you're giving to people or giving to yourself because you're doing this in the morning? Like, have, you, have you found like any kind of shift throughout the day of like how you're showing up in other ways? Like I don't
2: know, I. I- I definitely have more energy. Um, I'm not necessarily using that energy for anything. I mean, you know, we still work from home, but I I don't feel as tired, you know, like mid-afternoon, you know, three o'clock comes around and you feel you feel tired. I don't feel tired. I just, you know, feel tired when it's late, later in the day.
0: It's also been Chris, the week of Christmas and his family's here you know his brother's here visiting and so schedules are a little off so mm-hmm. I think it's you know because you just started doing this about a week or 10 days ago right
2: yeah I mean not even yeah week and a so, week and a half it's so hard it's, it's, to quite say yet it's new but I but you know I, I immediately notice body changes you know just working out every single day um and it's and it's really small things you know um I, I mean I did 100 push-ups this morning and And when I started, I was doing, well, I think I was doing 60 pushups. So, so just within a week, I'm able to, to, to do a hundred pushups, which is, I mean, that's a big, that's a big change, but it's not surprising, you know, if you, if you do, you know, if, if, if I assume the mental aspect of my body is changing as much as the physical part of my body with, these exercises, then yeah, I'm changing by leaps and bounds.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you're like even talking to your inner child and higher self now, like that wasn't happening at the beginning of the year.
2: Yeah. And that, I mean, and, and that started, when was Jessica here? Right around my birthday. So end of, end of October, Jessica came to stay with us for a weekend and it's so interesting living with two life coaches. Cause like I said, our, you know, Frank, who we've had on as a guest a couple of times. He's been staying with us for about two months and he's just been staying with us in our guest room. And there's a lot of coaching towards Brian, um, just because <laughs> Brian apparently needs it. Um, and when we sit around, you know, sit around the table it's usually coaching directed at me so i have no choice but to absorb it and then when Jess goes here there were three life coaches <laughs> all coaching me like 24 hours a day it seemed you had the trifecta um, i i did i and I, so i had no choice it's either you know just ignore everybody or you know enjoy it and and i enjoyed it but we were we were sitting around i think it must have been dinner and Jessica was talking about, we were talking about the inner child and, you know, obviously what Lisa's been going through. And, you know, she bought herself, you know, teddy bears and I bought her, you know, a teddy bear and it's, you know, working with her inner child. And she said something that, that, that sunk in. Um, I think I talked about it on, on the, on, on one podcast. Um, but I went upstairs and,
0: She got a little tough with you. She finally said enough of this and she just kind of let you have it.
2: But uh, yeah, so I, 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 I just, you know, I, I went upstairs and imagined that my inner child was an actual child locked in a closet because that was the analogy I think she used is your inner child is this thing that's been locked away. And if you look at it that way, you know, this, this part of me has been ignored locked in a dark closet for 30 or more years and that's a long time and if you look at it as a real being that's horrible i mean we would all call that you know abuse and and then i also at the same time imagined that small child locked in the closet was my estranged daughter and that made it even more real. And I think that's what allowed me to really sit with it is I, so I, I stood outside, I closed the door to the closet and I just stood outside and I imagined I had a conversation with Kaya vis-a-vis my inner child. And it was, it was really impactful and I, and I, and I still do. I still, and I don't remember it's one of the, it's, for me, it's still so new I don't remember and I hate using the word remember because I'm or maybe I maybe I should use the word remember because I still am not intentional about it. And maybe I should add that to 10 days in the morning is talking to my inner child. Um, but I don't remember, I, you know, I, I, I don't remember. And sometimes I'm lying in bed and I have a hard time falling asleep and then I'll have a convert. I was like, oh, I forgot to. Like, oh shit, you're, fuck, I locked you back in the closet again. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll and I'll say something and it's, it's so, it's so fascinating to me. And it, it, it kind of shows me how real the inner child and the higher self are because I, I was lying in bed a couple of weeks ago and I don't see something like, I imagine, you know, if you're talking with your inner child, it's. You can probably touch it and see it and and I just I was lying in bed and I just kind of looked over to where towards where the closet would be you know it's dark and it's just I just kind of like sensed you know something being there and I just had a conversation I was like, oh did you want to talk and 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 when I ask questions immediate answers just like you're just like if you were talking with somebody else an immediate answer and so as I'm having this back and forth with my my inner child I was I was sleepy and I kind of dozed off, um, and then something happened and it woke me up, and I was just completely wide awake again. I was like, "Well, shit! Now I got to try to fall asleep again." And I, so I, I said, "Oh, are you still there? You know, inner child. Are you? Are you still there? Do you want to talk?" And there was literally there was no reply. You know, before there was a reply, and here here there was no reply. And then I said, "Oh, well, let's see who else wants to talk." And I and I said, "Hey, ego." And then before I finished that three letter word, and I was like, "No, I don't want to talk to you." And I was like, so higher self, do you want to talk? And I immediately heard this, you know, yeah, let's let's talk. And so I asked some questions to my higher self, and and it's it's fascinating, it's absolutely fascinating that this it's you, but you can have a conversation with a part of you, and it's not the same as I I am I am known. I always have for my entire adult life, as long as I can remember, talk to myself, but not in this way. You know, it's just more. I, I do better at thinking thoughts when they're out loud. So I'll just mm-hmm. talk to myself. And This is different. This is having a conversation. This is not just saying something. So you're, you can hear it with your ears. It's completely in my mind because Lisa's sleeping and, and, and having a conversation and having an answer, you know, you're asking a, I don't want to say a weird question, but you're asking a question that you're not you don't don't have time to think about the answer and I was like, "Oh, here's the answer."
0: Do you want to share that conversation you had really. with your inner
1: child?
2: No. Okay. I don't I don't remember it. You know, I don't remember so, what I talked with my inner child about.
1: It's not important. But, well, no, don't say it's not important. <laughs>
2: no, it's important for me to remember right now. Uh,
1: so, with your higher self, the how I realized I was talking to my higher self. Cause th- that came through for me when I was 31 and I was in Costa Rica doing my little sabbatical and starting yoga and all that. And my higher self started speaking to me while I was doing yoga. And I s- realized it was my higher self because the voice that came through, and it's really hard to say because it wasn't an audible voice. It's not like I'm hearing it with my ears. It's still in my mind. It's very telepathic, but there's still like a tone there. Like you It's really hard to explain. You feel the tone, you feel all of that. And this tone came in with a lot more authority of knowing without being pushy or egotistical. And there was a lot of compassion and kindness behind the voice. That's how I knew it wasn't me because I was not being compassionate and kind to myself for those first 31 years of my life. Mm. And I, and so that's how I was able to discern oh, this has got to be my higher self because this is not the way I would talk to myself. And there was just this like, deep inner knowing or wisdom that came through the voice. And I, you know like you Brian like I was able to like get some of the message and I ask I would ask questions and I would get answers sometimes I'd get answers immediately and sometimes I'd get answers later on in the day or later that week or at another point in time and all of a sudden like boom the the, mess, the answer just comes in and I'm like oh wow so for those of you out there who may be exploring this idea of, you know, connecting with your inner child, connecting with your higher self, and not knowing who you may be connecting with or if you're even connecting with them, these are some of the things that you might be able to use to help you understand, you know, like who you're talking to exactly. Yeah,
2: I I, I definitely struggle with that early on. Just the idea of having the conversations and asking questions and you know, you guys say, no, I get to do is ask a question and you'll get it. And I just wasn't, I, I just wasn't, I don't have the tools yet or I didn't, I don't feel like I have the tools yet to, to see. No, you.
1: I think you had the tools. I just didn't, don't think you remembered how to use them yet
2: oh, until well, yeah, Okay. Potato, potato to me. Um, yeah, you're right. But we, we, we all have the tools. Um, you forget you have the tools you lost, you misplaced the mm-hmm. tools and you have, to, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to, you have to find them. But, Um, even journaling I've never ever once in my life put pen to paper from a for a self-improvement point of view and that's you know a part of this process and I've you know started journaling and it's weird and sometimes I'm writing you know I don't know what I'm doing and but are
1: you doing dear diary no, no 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 no
2: but but you know I'm 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 it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's going, it's going deeper. And, and yesterday, the last two days were most interesting. Um, yesterday, the conversation kind of ended with me thinking about why do I think I'm a disappointment or a failure? And, so and so then I ended it saying, you know, I guess we'll we're going to start, you know, looking into that. And then today I just started thinking about my my childhood because this is the thing that's the hardest for me because I really don't remember any negative things from my from my childhood. So I just started writing things down. It's like I you know, I remember this one when I was in high school I, I, one of my favorite, I, I was, I was, I'm always, it was an athlete. I was in all the sports, but I wasn't the best. Well, except in the speed, the speed races, I was really good, but like I was the only high jumper in high school. And it doesn't mean I was the best high jumper. It just means I was the only one that raised my hand and said, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And when I think back on it, I wasn't that great. I didn't win anything. Um, I was okay at basketball but I wasn't great so I was a bench warmer and I remember one time in high school um playing in a game we were we were it was a home game and the the guy that I was in another one of the other bench war, warmers his name's Kevin we we were both in there and we trapped the other team the the, the guy with the ball we trapped him Um, and the, and, and, you know, all the other players didn't realize that we were trapping this guy and they ran down to the other end of the, to the floor. It was their possession, And I ended up stealing the ball from this guy right under the basket. So I just shot it in the basket. Well, it was their basket. It was the wrong basket. Um, (laughs) so I scored for the other team and you know how, how embarrassing. And I, I really don't remember like the gym erupting in laughter or anything or, you know, um, but I think back on that, you know, and the, 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 the disappointment because I love basketball and I know the rules of the, you know, the disappointment that I feel. So, you know, so I started writing those things and I'm trying to, and I was just trying to write down as like, is there something earlier? So I was just literally this morning writing down like, you know, like, I hey, this is where I lived and, you know, just, just trying to force myself to remember I lived on this block and this is what the house looked like. And I'm just going to try to write in the journal of the things that I actually remember to try to see if there are other things that it that, it, that it triggers and
0: mm-hmm. you're just you're you're totally opening the door you there's willingness now there you're willing yeah. to look so things Which is will huge. yeah that it's huge and that's all we have to do is have a little bit of willingness and be open and have awareness and y- Your higher self will guide you. Your inner child will guide you. Your ego will try to sabotage you, (laughs) you know, and, and it will be brought to your attention. And you can ask yourself it, you know, just for the audience too, when you're doing these types of um, exercises, you know, in Brian's case, the humiliation, you know, he must've, I would imagine the feeling was humiliation, you know, when else did I feel humiliated? and asking yourself, lead me to those things. Like where was there an earlier time in my childhood that I also felt humiliated? And it could have been something as simple as doing something for your dad. And he asked you to to get him a wrench and you brought him a screwdriver and like, you know, what are you an idiot? That's a screwdriver, not a wrench. And, And maybe you felt humiliated and that could have happened to you at the age of five or six or seven, but those things have such an impact on us and we don't remember them. We don't realize them. But that trauma gets trapped inside of us. It's it's pushed down and then it it resurfaces. You know? Right, and, and that's, I, I
2: I think that's the next evolution for me when I when I look at it because I don't I still struggle with you know when you guys talk about that about how you know these traumatic events is that it may be there. And, and, and I struggle with seeing
1: them because it's like, I don't see that as, as traumatic. And, and I realize, and I hear you guys. Here's why. And this is really helpful. And that's actually really good that you brought that up, Brian. Remember that when you're a child or any small child, whether they're three, four, five, six, whatever, their version of what the world is, when something like that happens, it is. it feels like the end of the world. It feels like they've done the world wrong. You know, It's not the same perspective that you have as an adult. It, it, right. World, and that's what
2: I'm struggling with. I'm looking back at this with my adult brain and right. I'm not seeing that as traumatic. And, and that's exactly. why I said this is my next big struggle.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for everyone to realize that when you're working with your inner child, like when we talk about these traumas, they may seem small to you from the adult perspective, but from the child's perspective, like it's, it's really big. It's really big because as a child, your world is a lot smaller. So when something mm-hmm. small from the adult's perspective happens, it's actually quite magnified in the perspective of the child. And we have to remember that. And so going in with the compassion of understanding it from the perspective of the child is really important and mm. understanding how that may have traumatized you. Um, and, and you know, traumatized, we we take that word and we, and we, you know, make it like this massive thing. And so sometimes it can like, you know, it may trigger someone or it may not like resonate, but just remember that You know, everything that happens to us, it gets imprinted on us as however small or big it seems, it's there and it's worthy of taking a look at.
0: And trauma could be something so simple as, you know, your brother got the red cup and you got the blue cup and you associate the red cup as, you know, the better cup. So mom must love your brother more because he gets the red cup every morning or it can Mm -hmm. be something so simple when you look back at, you know, you look at children in your world now and see how they react, you know, a two-, three-, four-year-old to some of the smallest things, that kind of gives you perspective on what you're dealing with when you're talking to your inner child.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: I actually just took on a babysitting job uh, of a three-year-old. I, I put a post out in my neighborhood asking if anyone needed help because I really have been feeling this calling to, want, to wanting to be around Actually, three was the age that I thought of. And this lady showed up with a, he's going to turn three in a couple of weeks. This adorable little boy. Um, and I'm really excited because I feel like it's going to help me connect with my inner child more and going to give me some practice with conscious parenting and just awareness of what it seeing things through this child's eyes. Cause, you know, my kids are in their mid to late twenties. So it's been a really long time since I've been around small children on a regular basis. So I'm really excited to do this for my, it's, it's more for myself, you know, just it's, I think it's going to help me.
1: Yeah. I mean, being around my niece and nephew, Nora and Evan really opens me up. It really allows me to kind of remember that sweet and tender, you know, energy of a child and and, and helps me connect with my own. So I totally understand why this is something you're feeling called to do. And I think being around children in general really connects all of us back to that place, the remembering the innocence and remembering the sweetness and remembering, you know, the purity of ourselves, that love. And we lose it along the way through all of these different experiences and the way the world molds us into the way it wants us to be. And when you have to break that mold and kind of start off at zero point again. I think it also
0: helps to remind you of how compassionate you need to be with yourself, with, you know, praising the little things. You know, a child does something like, you know, makes it to the potty without peeing themselves. And it's like, oh, wow, what a great job, you know. That's a
2: big deal for me.
0: (laughs) You know, and just how we just don't praise ourselves for the, the little things that we do any, anymore as we, you know, start to get older and we just have less compassion with our own self-talk. That's something I've really noticed as I've honed in and, and working with my inner child more is I, I hear my thoughts and I, and I stop sometimes in my tracks and I'm like, wow, that wasn't, that wasn't nice. Like that was not a compassionate way to talk to yourself. You should be more gentle and, you know, and more like pumping yourself up and like okay yeah you didn't get it that time let's do it again you know let's just try it again like how would you be with a child you wouldn't be humiliating them or making them feel horrible cuz they didn't get it on the first or second try it's just like that's okay let's try again let's do it again and so i think the more i work with my inner child the more i find i'm compassionate of myself and and others and that's one change i think i've seen in brian too is he's has more awareness of the people around him than he did before as I see him starting to work with himself more.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you change the inner dialogue and the inner interaction that you do with yourself and that's bound to get reflected into how you interact with your outside world. It's almost impossible for it not to happen. And that's like, what's amazing. That's how you really see the changes in in other people when they start really working on themselves and applying everything they're learning to themselves. And it's just a natural thing. You don't even have to try. It just becomes a thing. It was um, interesting to have my parents here over the holidays. And, uh, you know, (laughs) My dad triggered me a little here and there, uh, you know, annoyed me <laughs> from time to time cuz he's he tends to ask in my opinion sometimes like really obvious answered questions, you know, like or he asks the same questions over and over again, like I'm pretty sure I just answered that. Three I hours get in ago. trouble
2: for that for, for for not being compassionate with my dad who cannot remember anything
1: yeah that's why it's like you know your dad and my dad they're uh, very uh <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it yeah <laughs> um, but it was really nice to have them here and i I know we Christmas Eve we brought them on the video um on my uh live video where Lisa got to choose my fourth winner of my alchemy program, and uh you know i I actually because I had to like do all this social media stuff, I didn't hear. The conversation that you guys were having with my parents about um, about uh, their perspective on me and and uh, what I'm doing right now, and I know like for some reason I'm actually getting a lot of getting more comments on that video that I did a year ago, I think it was a year ago, um, if not two years ago, uh, of this of me kind of sharing about how my father has just become really supportive of who I am and what I'm doing, all my work, even though he may not understand at all, he's become really supportive. And I've had a lot of people commenting on that video saying that, you know, they're really struggling like over the holidays. It, I think it becomes a lot more apparent of the issues that you have with your family, because we tend to spend more time with our family over the holidays. And it's not always like Lisa, you did a video on this, how it's not always the nicest time of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just for me, it was just a really nice time to spend with my parents, despite, you know, the odd annoyance here or there. Overall, like it was really, really nice to spend time with my parents and create more memories and uh, just spend time with them that I don't know how much longer we have here on this planet together, you know. Speaking and- of that, that's the
2: future. What's the future look like?
1: What do you what do you mean? I mean <laughs> 20, 2020,
2: twenty twenty. We've we've talked a lot about what's even the recent past, but you know, the last year. What are you what are you looking forward to in twenty twenty?
1: Mm, Nicole. Well, I'm looking forward to um a lot of things being revealed personally and um collectively. I feel like 2020 is going to be an explosive year for um, many of us on a personal level and on on a collective level. That's an
2: interesting word. What? Explosive. Explosive. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be some eruptions. I think there's going to be some explosive things happening, things that, you know, I feel like 2019 was about laying a lot of strong foundation, a lot of um, doing a lot of the digging, doing a lot of the groundwork and, you know, uprooting a lot of things so that you can lay a strong foundation um, in place for this upcoming year where I feel like a lot of things are going to be revealed to us that I think many of us may not even be even aware is going to come out. And, you know, I, like for me, something was just revealed to me yesterday and it's something that I didn't even know was part of my past because I had repressed it so much and that's coming through. And, you know, dealing with that, I think is on a similar level to where I think a lot, what a lot of people are going to be dealing with. Um, and I say that because you know, through one of my, the 1212 portal, the full moon that we just had, I had the message come through that 2020 is going to be the year that we see the world through children's eyes and that the children are going to be very important. And I got that sense that it's going to be for the entire decade. Like there's going to be a a threaded theme through the twenties of that. And, this inner child work that's happening or being spoken about a lot more, like you're seeing it come out in a lot of the other YouTube channels that we watch, a lot of other people that we respect, people we have on our podcast, it's something that a lot of people are starting to talk about, and it's um, work that's becoming more and more common and being brought into the more um more co- uh, collective awareness. And you know, I said this in the video that I feel like um the root of all evil on this planet is stemmed in um, child sex trafficking and pedophilia. And, um, you know, on a a more horrific level, like the satanic ritual abuse, that, you know, we've had people on our podcast talk about that they've experienced. Um, And I personally know people in my life who've experienced it. And, uh, this idea of where it's so hard to even imagine that that stuff is happening, it's time for it to come to the surface and we have to deal with, there's no more hiding that. And I feel like once that gets root uprooted, and I feel like that's actually going to be something that comes more and more to the forefront um, for this year, uh, 2020 in particular. But again, I think it's going to be a major theme for the 20s in revealing that because We can't be doing all this inner child work personally and not see that reflected collectively. And there's a crying out from the children within us all and the children here on this planet um, to be healed. And everything we do for ourselves is also helping to assist in the collective healing of those children. And it helps to spur um, and initiate more healing within others as we do our own work. And so for me, like I'm really looking forward to that all kind of coming out and people really starting to um, become more aware and allow that reality to settle in so we can finally heal it and release that pain.
0: You know, talking about that just made me think of how how simple this, you know, this cliche type thing is said that, uh, you know, if you want to see change in the world, it starts with you. You know, you have to be the change that you want to see in the world.
2: Mahatma Gandhi. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's so true. If you want to see change when it comes to um, pedophilia and, and treating children poorly and, you know, all that, the best thing that you can do is to look at your own inner child and start treating your own inner child with love and respect and and compassion and care and all the things that we've spoken about. And if everybody just turned inward to their own inner child just on an energetic level how that could just shift the planet in ways that you just can't even imagine like you don't, you don't have to fix the problem in the problem like the problem will somehow resolve itself if we all do the work at the root of the problem which is our our own inner children
2: you don't even i this is just me thinking you I don't think you even have to get to the inner child a modicum of inward looking, you know, a modicum of looking at yourself and pausing for reflection is is going to do something, is going to change, is going to cause a shift.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why the, this, this book and this practice that you've been doing, Brian, which you, you know, I'm doing with him, um, I think it's great, and I think I have a you can, you can set your, do your own thing. Like in these six things, the 10 minutes that you spend on each thing, they can be whatever you choose for them to be. They don't have to be, you know, the six that Brian listed. And, and I think I do them a little differently than Brian. Like I'm doing the breath of life for 10 minutes of one of those. And, and for the affirmations, I do more mirror work and, and you could do whatever it is that you want to give yourself as a gift. It could be speaking to your inner child or something like that. But just taking the time every day or just for simple self-reflection or just, you know, journaling is a great way to do that. But you can do it in your own way. But just give your gift, give a gift to yourself each day of something. Give yourself something, some sort of awareness, some sort of self-reflection, some sort of personal development.
1: You know what else I feel is um, coming in for 2020 that I feel like um, a lot of our, you know, a lot of you listening to this right now of our listeners, but people who are starting to open up to this idea of, um, you know, self-awareness and self-growth and personal development and all of that, but also... Uh, I feel like the intuitive abilities of people are going to be coming on a lot stronger in 2020. I feel mm-hmm. like um, people who are already receiving downloads are going to experience those downloads um, in quicker succession. I also feel that those who haven't yet or understand what that is are going to experience that um, in 2020. Like I feel like there's going to be an um, an uptick or an increase in that. Um, and I say that because, you know, it's interesting the government, you know, when you think back to the, the, you know, the sixties and the seventies, especially during the cold war, uh, where the government was putting a lot of money into mind reading or uh, remote viewing, we've had a couple of um, guests on talking about that because they believe that the Soviet um, was, um, you know, creating all this. And so they would, the government was using um, people who were having like these abilities to remote view or have telepathic abilities and they, you know, um, in 1996, two Italian scientists discovered the ability of cells in the brain to read, you know, read minds like, and so it became an actual scientific um, uh, evidence where they were able to map out the uh, brain activity of two minds thinking the exact same thing and they were moving the exact same patterns. Hmm. And so this, the, well, there's this new technology that's really kind of coming out right now. And, you know, Elon Musk is working on it and trying to invest in this idea of like being able to Read our minds, and they're going to use it in a way that technology is able to. We're able to use technology just from like our minds being read, and you know, obviously, that can be very scary. It can infringe upon our own privacy, um, personal privacy, and I and I know that there's certain countries like Chile that is now working to enact a privacy law to protect the human rights of your own mind privacy and um yeah and so this you know like this stuff doesn't come in unless we're collectively um Expanding and and progressing and evolving, uh, to be able to have more right. abilities with right. our mind, and so I feel like this is if technology is already preparing for that, that tells me that the collective is becoming a lot more aware of their own intuitive abilities, and they're coming online a lot more, and people are are starting to really wake up to that that you know things aren't as black and white as we've been told and programmed to believe and people's intuition is turning on and they're realizing that they have access to information that goes beyond space and time and they just start start knowing things they don't know how they know things and so like th- this is being shown in ways that um I feel like 2020 a lot of you out there who are listening to this you're going to be experiencing um a lot of increases uh in your abilities psychically intuitively uh all of that so um yeah, that's kind of coming in for me.
0: And from what I understand, the inner child is the one that holds the key to all of these gifts. So it makes perfect sense that, you know, 2020 is the also the year of the inner child and having this happen at the same time. The more we focus on the inner child and, and go in, the more she, your inner child feels safe to reconnect you with those gifts that you innately had at birth. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just from me finding out the information that I found out yesterday, which I will talk about in some upcoming videos, I'm just processing it right now, but I've noticed that I'm starting to get a lot more messaging coming in. Like I'm feeling a lot of channeled information coming through just in the last 24 hours and it's spurring a lot of creativity and things that I want to share with all of you through my YouTube channel. And so, you know, this idea when Rebecca was on and we talked about the inner child and how when we start to connect with that part of us, which was always intuitive when we came into this world, we were always intuitive. It just gets shut down as we get older, that all of those gifts start coming in as we, we allow that to surface within us. All of those other abilities that have been kind of turned off or cut off, blocked, become unblocked and are now accessible. So the more you access within yourself, the more you access these intuitive abilities. And the inner child is like your direct line into that. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) All good stuff. So that's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think for 2020. What about you guys? Do you have anything you're looking forward to for 2020?
2: To be honest... I haven't thought about 2020, and in saying that right now, I'm glad that I haven't thought about 2020, because I think just who I am. the one thing that I've always been really good at, for whatever reason, I don't know why this is a part of who I am, but I live in the now, and I don't live in the past I try not to live in the past sometimes when I, and it's, especially lately after, you know, working with you guys so much, if any past memory comes into my mind, I'm just like, leave me alone. Just shut it down. I don't want to deal with it. It's not, it's, it's now, you know, I'm, I you're try not to letting be. letting
0: the past dictate your future. Right. I try to
2: just focused. stay in the now. And to do that, that's also not thinking about the future. And, and it's not that I'm not, you know, don't have goals or aspirations, but I seriously don't have any idea what 2020 holds or what I want it to hold. And maybe, maybe I should, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you
1: should. I don't think you should or shouldn't like, you know, you're just doing what you're doing. And I think that's perfect. I think you just got to keep following that. I just know
0: it's going to be another year for me where I, I'm determined to step into my greatness, you know, and become the greatest version of myself, whatever that looks like. You know, I'm a better version of myself here at the end of 2019 than I was at the end of 2018. You know, a lot more awareness has come to my mind and I um, I see things a lot differently than I did. I'm focused a lot more on myself and my own wants and needs and I'm starting to recognize some of the Programs that have been holding me back and self-sabotaging. And I'm, I'm just know that I'm going to continue down this road with even more relentlessness to that. And that with that will great things will happen, Mm -hmm. whatever they may be,
1: whatever they may be. Well, it's been a great year of um, ups and downs, highs and lows all good stuff, <laughs> even the bad stuff, it's all been good. No regret. And no regrets at all. I I can actually say that for 2019, which I think is a really great thing. Um and uh yeah, it's been a it's been a big year of learning. It really has. It's been
0: a land like a landslide.
2: It's been a great stuff. week of learning for me. <laughs>
1: It's a good it's been a good fourth quarter for you. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, he can't Better late strong. than never, huh?
0: You're <laughs> the exact opposite of the Broncos. You showed up in the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Burn. Dang, sorry, Broncos. <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> well, thanks, uh, thanks to both of you for being um, such huge rocks in my life you know this has been a very trying year very emotional year and I don't know what I would have done without you guys same next to me to lean on and you know taking me to the gun same range way. when I need to shoot shit <laughs>
2: Moi. anytime
1: it's yeah been, and, it's been rough
0: it's been a rough yeah, year it's been uh, you know? for me it was a very emotional year I mean I I thought I had worked on a lot of deep old stuff and i found just new layers just buried down in there that just kept resurfacing i've done more crying this year than i think i've ever done you know
2: what else has layers (laughs) what parfaits (sighs) who you ever meet you say hey you want to go get some parfaits they say no i don't like parfaits everybody loves parfait
1: good to know (laughs) You've done that before on this show, haven't you? Or mean, has it?
2: I do that you know, almost <laughs> any time like, somebody says the word layers. Layers. At one time, I think I might have been drinking. I shat the bed and you said forgot. Tiramisu.
0: I said was tiramisu. tiramisu. Goes, well, you know tiramisu also
2: said? has layers. And I was
0: like tiramisu. <laughs> did you forget it's parfait? And he was like, Oh my gosh, how did that happen? <laughs> oh god.
1: Shrek. Shrek.
2: That's oh. from Sh- Donkey says that. Yes.
1: Thanks to um, all of our listeners for being here with us. This is going to be a very interesting year. You know, um, just starting kicking off January 2020. For those of you interested, um, I'm going to, we have a huge astrological event happening on the 12th of January. It is the Saturn and Pluto conjunction. I even had one of my old clients from Cayman, who is just not into this stuff at all, send me an article on it. He's like, Did you know this was happening? And I'm like, well, yes, I did. And then I'm like, I'm surprised you even are even bringing it into your awareness. And so it's funny. He's trying to connect with me through this, uh, realm. And I think that's amazing. Um, but there's a huge, um, astrological event, which only happens, um, usually, usually once, mm, I I shouldn't say usually once in your lifetime, it can happen twice in a lifetime, but it's usually around every 35 ish years or so. And, um, Yeah, I'm gonna be. We actually have our live alchemy call on that day, on that night. So um, for those of you who are part of the alchemy program, it's gonna be a good night. I'm gonna have some extra stuff prepared for you. And if you're interested in joining, um, just head on over to my website to uh, to join in. It's um, it's gonna be a really good year, and I'm excited because I found a new website to get all my meditation music from. And I am just feeling like a kid in a candy store going through all this music. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to make all of these meditations. So um, it's going to be a great year. Thank you to all of our listeners who've um, joined us uh, from the beginning. And for those of you who've just joined us, uh, thanks for being part of this journey. And we hope that um, 2020, we're able to bring you more insight, more wisdom, and more experiences for you guys to draw upon and apply to your own lives. Thanks for being part of it all, and we love you guys. Happy New Year. We'll be back with you again next week. Go Tigers! Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and
0: supporting us. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at lightenup.us. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're interested in contacting Nicole or myself for some coaching or any of the other services we provide, you can find out more about Nicole at inflexibleme.com. And my website is lisaloveslove.com. Thank you again for joining us and supporting our show. And we will be back with you all next week.